G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. It's Tuesday and on a Tuesday we take the opportunity to get an update on the very latest breaking news that comes out of the nation of Israel and those surrounding nations in the Middle East. Ron Ross has been scouring the headlines once again overnight. Ron Ross, special welcome back to 2020. Good morning, Neil. Ron, let's talk about one of those nearby nations, Iran, and the controversy there continuing. They've broken through the enriched uranium limit set in that nuclear deal. What do the headlines look like? Well, Iran's semi-official Fars news agency reported yesterday that the country's stockpile of 3.67% enriched uranium has now passed the 300-kilogram limit set by the 2015 nuclear deal. Citing what it said was an informed source, Fars reported that the stockpile was measured and found to have exceeded the agreed limit laid out in the so-called Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action. On June the 17th, a spokesperson for Iran's Atomic Energy Organization said... Iran would breach the limit within 10 days. Speaking at the Iraq heavy water production facility, Beruz Kamalvandi acknowledged that the country had already quadrupled its production of low-enriched uranium and said Tehran would increase uranium enrichment levels based on the country's needs. That increase, he said, could be to any level from 3.67% which is the current limit set by the nuclear deal. Iran needs 5% enrichment for its nuclear power plant in the southern port of Bushehr and 20% enrichment for a Tehran research reactor. Well, the whole world is watching Iran to see what it's doing with its uranium enrichment. Another story and some tensions between nations developing Turkey, threatening Libyan strongman Khalifa Haftar after six Turks were detained in Libya. Yeah, Turkey says the forces of the Libyan strongman will become a legitimate target if they do not immediately release the six Turks. The Turkish foreign ministry said the detention of its citizens amounted to banditry and piracy. General Haftar's forces said they would attack Turkish targets over Turkish support for the internationally recognised Libyan government. They also claimed they had destroyed a Turkish drone at a Tripoli airbase. General Haftar's Libyan National Army said it would strike Turkish vessels in Libyan waters and viewed Turkish businesses as targets. It's a volatile situation in the Middle East. And continued volatility in the nation of Syria too. Another headline where multiple fatalities uh, from a devastating night in Syria. What's the story there, Ron? Yeah, airstrikes and active air defence across Damascus into the mountains near Lebanon and near Homs 
160 kilometres to the north, awoke Syrians after midnight in the first hours of Monday. It was the largest series of airstrikes many had seen in years, according to social media accounts tweeted from Syria. Houses were damaged, soldiers reported wounded, and this morning I read an estimate of about 16 people killed, as well as civilians reported injured. Sana State Media says people were injured and homes damaged in Sanaya near Damascus. But this was only one location, and the full picture emerges Syria's regime and its allies in Tehran and Moscow will take notice. Uh, the Israelis are saying much of the uh, fatalities can be put down to the return fire of uh, Syrian regime with S-300 rockets provided by Russia. On Sunday, images were released by ImageSat International showing four S-300 systems in Syria's Masyaf area not far from homes. So it indeed was a shocking night in Syria. Mm. Uh, Ron, attention back to Israel and something of a good news story, at least for a couple of 1948 comrades, former POWs together, they've been reunited at a hospital. Yeah, I really love this story. It, it, it's very touching and I thought probably no other media would be covering it. Two Israelis captured during the 1948 War of Independence and held prisoner in Jordan for many months, have been reunited in the hospital in a current battle to overcome heart disease. David Ashry and Yehuda Newman had fought together in the Battle of Gush Etzion, south of Jerusalem, says the Israel News. After at first periodically getting together with other former POWs, they began to lose contact over the course of time. Now, seven decades after they were involved in defending the newborn Jewish state, they've met at Hadassah Ein Karim Hospital in Jerusalem. Both men needed cardiac catheterization and were treated separately by the same doctors. The connection was made when catheterization director Professor Heim Dannenberg and cardiologist Dr. David Planer noticed that the two had matching scars on their chest from similar shrapnel wounds sustained in battle. The doctors took the initiative to get the former prisoners back together. They united the two who have spent their recovery period reminiscing about their days as prisoners of war. Nothing like getting together with old friends. Ron, another story out of Israel... And uh, we love these sorts of stories where there becomes a extra focus on the biblical uh, nature of the history of the nation of Israel. The inauguration of Pilgrimage Road held in the city of David on Sunday. Yeah, the opening was hotly contested by activists from the NGO Eric Chavay, who argued that due to its location in East Jerusalem, the decision to excavate the find was motivated by politics rather than searching for truth. The city of David brings biblical Jerusalem back to life, U.S. Ambassador Friedman said at the event. It enables every one of us to stroll the corridors where the ancient prophets of Israel gave voice to revolutionary ideals of freedom, liberty and human dignity. 
It's our unique privilege as Americans to walk together with our Israeli counterparts on the unveiled pilgrimage road where our shared ancestors ascended the flagstone steps in prayer and blessing, Friedman said. Earlier, Friedman and Jason Greenblatt slammed the activists who had protested their cooperation in the event, with Friedman saying that discovery brings truth and science to a debate that has been marred too long by myths. He argued that this discovery, among others, will bring an end to the baseless efforts to deny the historical fact of Jerusalem's ancient connection to the Jewish people. Pilgrim Road was discovered in 2004 when a sewage pipe burst and workers found long and wide stairs near to the water pilgrims used to purify themselves before ascending to the temple. The discovery led to further research by the City of David, an archaeological site which studies the history of Jerusalem from the Bronze period until the Middle Ages. I'd love to be going back to Jerusalem to check it out. Wow. Well, Ron, always love your uh, commitment, your dedication to giving us these up-to-date headlines in what is being reported in Israel and throughout the Middle East. Uh, Really, really appreciate it and uh, look forward to our next chat. But thanks for being with us once again today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.